Welcome to the Immerse Podcast, where we look at God's Word to see why it matters for us today. Welcome back to the Immerse Podcast. My name is Keith, and I'm joined by James, and we have been on a hiatus. It has been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Three months? Three months, I think. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have the date exactly in front of me, but... We, did, we had Pilgrim with us last week of February. Right. Is that the last one? I'm not sure. No, I think the, the, <laughs> the one we'd know. recorded after was after that, so it must have been the first week in March. Okay, so it's about three... Yeah, March, yeah, for me. June? <laughs> yeah. Three and a half months. Yeah, man, it's been a strange, a very strange time. Very strange time in the world and a timely time to talk about Revelation. But James, I was thinking, it's kind of funny that the last episode, we talked about a 30-minute pause in heaven. We did. And you said, I can't imagine if we had a 30-minute pause on the podcast, if people would still listen. Mm. And we literally had a pause, a little bit longer than 30 minutes, more like three months. What have you been doing in your 30-minute pause? During my 30-minute pause... Because you've uh, been busy. You've not been sitting at home Yeah, but kind of busy. I've, I've got a little bit of responsibility in my life, and so it requires me to be in meetings, and I think probably with everyone, I'm really tired of Zoom. I really want face-to-face. I'm mm. just tired of this program, Zoom. I know that their stock is soaring, and they're doing great during this time, but is that face-to-face so much richer than sitting mm. on Zoom and... People swing by the church office. And quite often they say, well, first thing they say is, oh, you look really different in 3D. <laughs> but then usually they say, oh, it's so nice to actually see somebody and talk to somebody yeah. and not do it. Yeah, not do it online. But yeah, you've been quite busy yeah. for three months. You've not been sitting at home twiddling your thumbs. There, there was a, you know, James, when it first hit in uh, March, I believe it was, when it first hit hard here. Well, we were early adopters, weren't we? We got into this in, in we were. February. We were early adopters. We we downloaded the software and put the beta on our devices right away. Yeah, we were, yeah. But, but, what, but really during the first, I think really month, we were all kind of hunkered down in our homes and we were a bit, you know, concerned because it's mm. the first hit. Yeah, March was very quiet. Yeah. And I said, no, there was not a lot of movement anywhere. And I think all over the world it's been adopted at different rates. And even in the U.S. now, reading the news today, you know, a lot of states are starting to re-implement those original states that have really? opened up are re-implementing because there's a second wave that mm. they say is coming. We, yeah, we I saw something that sure. beaches in California are going to be closed for the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, that's which, a big deal. And then deal. people are saying, right, we need another a new 4th of July where we will revolt against the tyrannical government and go to the beach. <laughs> Do you know, as we're talking about biblical things here, something that's really unusual that struck me during this whole Corona time about shutdowns is that the Passover celebration that I know of, or maybe, maybe there's a scholar that knows more than me out there that's listening to this, but as I know of, it has never been not celebrated. That's a horrible sentence. It's never not been celebrated in what, 3,000 years or whatever the time mm. period is. And this past year, the Passover was not celebrated in, in Jerusalem, like it maybe on Zoom or something like that. But all my point is, is that this is a pretty large pandemic to stop things like that mm. all over the world. We've got friends who live there, and I'm sure we saw them doing something at home. Do you mean kind of I mean, publicly, you know, because there's there's obviously during Passover and Passover was a big 
time of the time of Jesus uh, as the events surrounding the death, burial, and resurrection, the beginning of Acts, that was all during the Passover time. So that, that kind of time period is a big deal in the calendar in Israel. And so gotcha. the fact that that was interrupted was quite yeah, a big huge deal. thing. Yeah, big deal. So it kind of made me think, man, I guess our church not meeting next week is not as big of a deal. <laughs> Although well, it's horrible. Thing, you know, like, no discipline seems fine at the time, does it? You know, you, nobody's enjoying this unless you're incredibly introverted. But even now, because even if you're an incredibly introverted person, the Bible speaks really clearly about Christianity as a team sport. It's yeah. a plural thing, it's a community. Actually, the devotional that we published today for the church was talking about it's been a really big time of shaking and sifting. And you've just seen who in church is really into this yeah. and who in church has just kind of very slowly just drifted away and maybe they'll, they started off by watching and engaging online and then they're kind of three weeks out of four, then two weeks out of four and then one week out of four and now you just don't see or hear from them at all and it's people who are just slowly drifting away who would usually be there sitting on a Friday doing their Friday faith thing but it's been really interesting to see people just disappear. Hmm. Sad, but interesting, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. reminds me, James. Uh, there was somebody this past week that I was talking to from another faith, and they were pretty astounded that church means like fellowship, meeting, face-to-face. The church is not a building. Mm. It's the people. And they were pretty astonished by that because, you know, in other faiths, you know, mm. whether it be the temple or the mosque or whatever it is, is the emphasis on the place and for us, the emphasis mm. on us. And so whether or not we, the church, you know, our church, we've met at a variety of places here, mm-hmm. you know, not preferably, but yep. things happen. It gets interrupted. We have to move yep. from one hall to the next. But it's great that our fellowship is what keeps us together. And mm. that's been the challenging part of this. People keep asking me, when's the church going to open again? I'm getting a bit bored of saying, well, church never closed. Right. <laughs> you know, we're still here for you in the office. We're still offering a lot of like you said it's a lot of online stuff and there's a there's value to that to a to a point but we're still offering stuff so we can gather and assemble socially and spiritually when we can't get together physically right and yet people still say so when are you going to open church i'm like well hang on a minute we don't even have a church building we meet inside a school Right. We meet inside a school and rent a two-roomed office right. to, to work in during the week. So the office of the church never closed. The school, they closed in uh, February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, February. Roman, February the, the- our big boy, went on his February holidays from school and just never went back. Never went back. Never went, we had a week's actual holiday, school mm-hmm. holiday, half term. You might call it midterm. And then he just, he never went back. Hmm. And he's just, oh, he's been online for a little while. But yeah, so when you're going to open church again, well, like you just said, it's a collective of people. And you can, I mean, thankfully, you know, 2020, you can do all this stuff to gather and assemble socially, spiritually, that, you know, 10, 15 years ago it would have just been so much more difficult. Yeah. I think. Hmm. Well, James, uh, I would like, if we could, to pick back up kind of after the long pause. Now, I know if someone is listening <laughs> to this in the future, 
If they're listening to one podcast after another, to them it'll be continuous, but to us, it's a massive pause. And so it's been a bit of a break. And the text we're in, we had in chapter seven, a massive pause in heaven, or I'm sorry, was it the beginning of chapter eight? Yeah, beginning of chapter Mm -hmm. eight, we had a massive pause in heaven for 30 minutes, um, which is in and of itself a crazy thing to read uh, after the loud noise of praise. Um, And now we come to some trumpets. Um, And so as I listen to the last uh, section of scripture, I believe that it's your turn to read, James. So if you want to read... We're going to kick back this thing off again with you reading uh, Revelation 8, 6 through 13. Okay, dokie. So Revelation 8, verse 6 says, Now the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. The first angel blew his trumpet, and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood. And these were thrown upon the earth, and a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the, gra- all the green grass was burned up. The second angel blew his trumpet, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many people died from the water because it had been made bitter. The fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of their light might be darkened, and a third of the day might be kept from shining, and likewise a third of the night. Then I looked, and I heard an eagle crying with a loud voice as it flew directly overhead, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth at the blasts of the other trumpets that the three angels are about to blow. Hmm. Very intense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's quite intense, isn't it? So I guess my question right away, because I know that there's a lot of people, especially in this day and age, I I feel like we're fighting more and more in the culture today. Isn't this just a myth? I mean, is this really going to happen? Is this... Isn't this just a dream? Yeah, it's kind of like science fiction, end of the world type stuff. Isn't it just a tale? So here's the question, James. Literal or not? Should, wow. we tr- should, should we trust that these <laughs> events are really going to happen? You tell me about that before, you, before we started. Um, I think that it is literal in the ev- events. These things are going to happen. Uh, I think in the words that John uses to describe what's going on, I think there's more wiggle room because he is trying to describe end of the world type stuff with uh, first century Greek vocabulary. You know, things um, like verse eight, the second edge of Louis trumpet and something like a great mountain. So he's trying to describe these things with the best words that he's got. Right. So l- literal or not, uh, uh, for me, yes, in what happens. Is there going to be a great big mountain burning with fire? <laughs> Who's to say? He's, John's doing his best with what he's got. But, um, yeah, what do you think? You know, I would say that um, 
I had a professor one time that said to me when I was uh, studying in seminary that he said that we should take uh, the Bible to be literal unless it says it's not literal. So this is a great example of the mountain. Mm. So it doesn't say a great mountain. It says something like a great mountain. Mm -hmm. So yeah, your wiggle room comment is wonderful because absolutely there's a lot of, we don't know exactly what it's going to be, um, but we can go ahead and guess this. I'm not really a... What is the person who studies space and asteroids and stuff? What do you call that? My mind's blank. A scientist. <laughs> There's a particular kind of scientist a that studies. Cosmologist. A cosmo cosmetologist. Yeah. Isn't that a makeup person? No, that's cosmetics. Okay. The word is, the Greek word's the same though, isn't it? Cosmos. Cosmos. Yeah. Cosmetics. You're going to make your whole self look nice. Wow. Cosmetics. I never thought about that. That's deep, James. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just blew my mind. Yeah. But, you know, if you think about it, um, I know that historically uh, there have been all these movies. It's, it's a massive Hollywood thing to make a movie about a giant asteroid hitting the atmosphere. <laughs> but can you imagine if it's just a small, it doesn't have to be really that massive. It's always in America as well. Yeah, it's always, it's always in Hollywood. It, it is, hits right yeah. in California. Yeah. But, if, but if there's a massive uh, asteroid that hit the Earth, like if that did happen... Forget the text for a minute. Forget everything else. If that happened, that would cause massive damage. And apparently, I, I actually at one time I was very curious about this. So I looked on one time online, and I believe in Siberia, maybe in the early 1900s, there was something that hit the Earth. I don't know exactly what it was, and it caused a massive crater in the ground. So if there was an asteroid that I'm just being scientific here that hit the ocean. It could do kind of what John was describing. Now, maybe, as you said, wiggle room, maybe it's not exactly precisely a mountain. But John didn't say that, did he? He said something like a mountain. Mm. So I think when we're looking at things, I think, you know, when we get into chapter nine, we're going to be talking about locusts and different things like that. Could that be a helicopter? There's been volumes written over what could these things be. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it's about what happens, right? It's, it's a time mm. that we don't want to be around. Is that right? No, yeah. Yeah, I agree that you just don't want to live through this, do you? Yeah. You've got, there's the, you know, God's judgment against the sinful fallen world coming through uh, vegetation, the sea, fresh water, light. And then there's even a bit of a pause. You know, at the end you get this angelic eagle crying, saying, woe to those who dwell on the earth because what's coming after there's three, three more and it's going to be even worse and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be worse than a third of all crops and grass and stuff being burned up worse than a third of the sea becoming blood worse than you, you, you know what I mean so it's but it's really interesting that at this point it's only a third that's easy to say if you're not living through it and you're not part of the right. third. And it's that same with with coronavirus thing. It's the one percent. But what if you are the one percent? You know, stay at home and be sensible because if you're that one percent that's going to die, it's intensely personal for you. So it's easy to sit and say, "Oh, it's only a third of stuff," but that's inherently positive, isn't it? That the judgment's coming and it's still two thirds are being spared rather than smited, smitten, smote. I feel like Maui from uh, the Moana film. Right. I did this, I've done this every time I've 
taught through Revelation. I'm never sure of the past tense of smite. So, James, would you say that when somebody's <laughs> sitting in church, when they're reading this and they look at a third, does it sound massive or not to you? It's like just the, th- uh, the term third, does that sound like, oh... It's less than half. Right. So it's, there's more being saved than smited. But I think right now, today, if you were to ask anybody, I just pulled this up while we were talking, if you were to ask anybody in the world, does corona seem like a big deal? Oh my goodness, it's massive. We've been trapped in our homes. Mm-hmm. We, you know, all of the world, there's not really anybody who's been spared. Maybe some random country in the Pacific that's small. I don't know. I haven't really looked at the stats of every country, but any major country in the world mm-hmm. has been massively affected financially every other way. And we're talking about, it's horrible, but out of the world's 6 billion population, we're talking about 519,000 dead from Corona. So that is not anywhere near a third. And we have this True. outrage. So my point is, is that we really have to look at these events and perspective and understand that God's judgment is massive mm-hmm. and not something we want to be around for. Nope. Because if Corona is this big of a deal and what a timely time to be talking about, I don't think you'd do that. Timely time. I can't say that. Oh, you just did. What about a timely moment to talk about, to talk about revelation during this Corona time? Because what a great example it is to, why you would not want to be around, why you would want to today put your faith in Christ and live for him, right? Mm, I think that's the biggest thing for me in this, that yes, it's horrible, and but it's, it is, it's one third, so the two thirds of people are unaffected by this. And so if you, but I mean, you can look at it both ways, can't you? Yes, it's horrible, and it's a huge motivating factor in sharing with people what to do to avoid this stuff. But then the other side of it is, wow, it's a, a whole lot of people, but the other side, then hang on, it's, there's more people being spared, therefore it's a warning, not an ultimate judge. So it's, you can go round and round and round and think, it's, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a huge amount, oh my gosh, it's gonna be terrible, I don't wanna be here. You flip it around and say, oh, well, actually, it's one-third, so it's a warning. It's not an ultimate judgment. So, yeah, it's, you could just go around and around and around with, is it a massive amount? Is it a warning amount? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm not really sure how to conclusively view this. So would you say, James, that the takeaway from this today would be that at this moment, if you're locked in your home and you're listening to this and you're in you know isolation or maybe you've got the 14-day waiting period in your home would you say that a good takeaway is that now is the time to live for christ now is the time to increase your prayer life now is the time to pray for people that you know don't know jesus now is the time to Mm -hmm. steward your resources better Mm -hmm. uh, get involved in your local church Give. Yeah, and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. All those things. I think, is it, but like, isn't it just more of a reason it should, why? Well, it should be yeah. a, a reason. It should be a warning. It should be a kind of a, a prompt to, like if you put, if, you, if it was a personal thing, you know, if you, because of coronavirus, your salary was chopped by a third, you would take that as a massive warning that your job's not as hmm. secure as that's to good. provide for you as you think it might be, or you would then need to work harder or do something to... That's good, It James. wouldn't wipe you out, would it? For most yeah, people, two-thirds. Right. You could live on two-thirds. You'd have to change some things and live more 
intentionally. Right. So then how does that, there to here, then the third that are going to fall in judgment, and yeah, it's a motivating warning, prompting, like you just said, to do all of those things to share with people how to not be around when this happens. Right. Yeah, because more is being saved than lost. Smith. Smited, smitten. smitten. I, I love James in your blog post how you talked about what a great word, smitten. <laughs> it is because you think about it with you're smitten with love. You're completely taken, gone. You're out. You mind. Right. You're not. You don't, your life's completely different. Smitten here is a bit different, isn't it? When I when I hear the word smitten, you just put this picture in my mind of the little, uh, you know, chubby angel shooting the arrow. Oh my when gosh! You're... Yeah, <laughs> little oh, little cherubs. I was smitten by love <laughs> on February fourteenth. Oh my gosh! Well, James, this has been a great uh, reminder, and what a great moment to talk about this. And we don't really know what the future holds. One thing that we can say for sure is Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, mm. as Hebrews says. But we don't know what's going to happen at the end of this year. We were just earlier talking about the school starting again. Maybe. When can we meet as a church <laughs> yeah, again? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But what we do know is that holding fast and hard to Jesus mm-hmm. and making him the center of your life is the answer for everything. Yeah, There's absolutely. nothing better we can do. No, that's probably what we... I was going to say what we ought to. Yeah, why not? You know what we ought to take from this, that it's a huge motivation to like do all those things that you said and basically if you're living for jesus now you're not going to be we would believe holding that pre-tribulation rapture position you're not going to live through that live for jesus now don't live through revelation 8 absolutely and beyond because it's just going to get worse isn't it absolutely yeah we think about now this is horrible and then the last verse today said woe to you if you're going to live through this because these first four five trumpets the first few trumpets are bad, but the next few are going to be even worse. You yeah. think, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. Not a nope. time you want to be around. Nope, nope, nope. Well, James, I don't know if you've got anything else, but um, I believe that does it for chapter eight. And next podcast, we will be jumping into chapter nine. I can't believe that we've, you know, a long period of time, but we've gotten up to chapter nine finally. So, yeah, we're almost halfway. Almost and halfway. I think, was it 20? We're more yeah. than a third, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, we're more than a third through yet. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll see you again next time on the Immersed Podcast.